new on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns, reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. or listening this is the osmo nhl dfs strategy show and i'm your host michael clifford aka slim cliffy and joining me for the next hour to talk about the absolute juggernaut florida panthers our single entry assassin mr joshua harris josh how you doing today buddy doing uh pretty well a little bit more awake than i was yesterday um that's always a good thing a little bit shorter slate but there is some big news it's going to push some ownership around this is a pretty spicy six gamer so I like these mid-range slates to my favorite size slate, so hopefully we can kill it. Yeah, I do like this. Like, just the number of games for one. Uh, Six-game slate feels like a good number. You know, somewhere around six to eight games. Um, always like those mid-range slates. But also, it's the pricing and the actual players that are on the slate, right? Like, no Toronto, which means no Austin Matthews. No Colorado, which means no Nathan McKinnon. We don't have Calgary, so we don't have that elite top line. Like, um, I wrote about it in the Power Place article this morning. Um, that's up on Osmo.com for anybody to go read. You do not need to be a subscriber, just giving some DFS thoughts for today. And one of those thoughts were, it's when you look at the center position, it's Connor McDavid and then Leon Dreisaitl and then a bunch of guys, right? Like they're basically in a tier of their own. So I kind of find slates like this a little bit interesting because you're put to a decision about whether to play those centers or not, right? Like, because it, it's not like there's just a clear pivot, like, oh, I don't like, you know, McDavid's matchup, so I'll go play Nathan McKinnon, or, you know, Dreisaitl doesn't have a good power play matchup, so I'll go play Austin Matthews. Like, if you're not playing Edmonton here, you're basically playing a couple of mid-range lines. So I know we'll talk about Edmonton specifically, um, but when you're, when you have a, like, you're a single entry guy, I think I'll be 20 maxi today. Um, when you go into single entries and you have like that group at the top, that is a clear cut above everybody else. Like, how do you, like, how do you handle that? Is it, just, is it like a game by game basis? Or do you want to do something like possibly avoid what might be pretty high ownership on these guys because they are the only players in that price range? It's going to be interesting to to see what happens because like you can almost just plug in McDavid and Dreisaitl and then fill out the rest of your lineup without making sacrifices. So I think I'm going to avoid like specifically just going McDavid Dreisaitl. I think if I'm going to use Edmonton, I'm going to add in other power play people, maybe even go the three center route with Edmonton. That is going to be, you know, quite a different build you know what i mean like kyle connor being out is ch changed the slate a lot because he was their most expensive winger by far um on a team in a good matchup so you know you're gonna literally you can build whatever you want with mcdavid tonight so as a single entry person i think you know it's gonna be similar advice that i give when i talk about austin matthews 
don't don't one off Austin Matthews. If he goes off, someone's coming along for the ride. It's just it's just what it is with McDavid too. Like he hasn't had that slate break game in a while, but Drysaddle has, and you're gonna put Drysaddle with McDavid, so you might as well. There's gonna be another assist on that goal. You're gonna want to bring that guy with along too. You just gotta find the right one tonight. Yeah, um, I I agree with that. Uh, not really a spot where I would that where I would one off Connor McDavid. Um, let besides you know Florida absolutely smashed last night. Slate Florida two did very very well. Uh, Sam Bennett, Jonathan Huberto combined for six points. Ryan Lomberg had a three point game, the first three point game of his career. I think the biggest surprise from the games last night um, was that Toronto-Boston game. Um, Toronto went into Boston and absolutely beat their brains in. Like, I know Boston made it a a little bit closer there towards the end of the game. Um, But it was probably Jeremy Swayman's worst game of the season. And, you know, we do like to make fun of the Leafs here. But they are, like, an excellent team. The only thing that has really held them back here uh, in this second half is their goaltending. So... Um, would you say like last night's game is more about Toronto kind of a, asserting themselves, you know, making sure everybody knows that they're a top end team in the East, or do you think there might be some problems with the Bruins, maybe their goaltending defense, what have you, like, what did you make of that? Yeah. So like, I know we all make fun of the Leafs, but scoring on the Leafs is not an issue. Like they're going to score. They're going to score in the playoffs. It's just a matter of if they can stop the other team from scoring. A couple things I noticed in that game. One, they started out not putting Bergeron on the Matthews line, which was weird. They put out the Coil line, and Boston 3 does not have good defensive numbers. So, and voila, like, the Leafs made him pay. Second of all, <laughs> the Leafs really trying to get that Kerfoot experiment to work. He scored. A broken clock is still right twice a day. But, no, like, but like the Leafs, they looked really good last night. Swayman, like, listen, Swayman's going to be a good goalie. He's a rookie. We, we see it. I kind of like this stretch in the NHL. You can kind of compare to the dog days of August in the MLB season. You kind of get like these weird games. You get minutes issues. You get like tired teams. You just people are like, man, we're in the playoffs. Like, let's just get there. You know what I mean? So, like, can you take anything away from it other than, yeah, the Leafs are going to be a problem? Yeah, they're going to be a problem. They're going to score. But can they win a playoff series allowing four goals a game? That's the question we will find out. Yeah, and that's what we're waiting for here. Uh, we're waiting for the end of April for this uh, regular season to finish, for the playoffs to start. I'm really excited. It looks like we could get a lot of really good matchups in the East, but we're not here to talk about playoffs. We're talk- here to talk about this six-game slate tonight. Before we get too much further, just want to shout out Yahoo. Yahoo Fantasy has been our sponsor this entire season. We have a- we've actually got a bunch of guys in our Discord that have popped over onto Yahoo uh, through the season. Uh, We have a special giveaway through Yahoo uh, Fantasy. If you haven't played DFS over there yet, uh, for first-time DFS users, stick around. We'll talk about that giveaway a little bit later in the show. Uh, Also, if the chat could, please throw us a thumbs up. Uh, Click that like button. The like button certainly helps us out. The subscriptions help out even more. So if you're new here, click that subscribe button. Um, Josh just brought up MLB. MLB is only a week away. Um, NBA obviously still in full swing. Masters is coming up. There's a whole bunch uh, of sports to talk about. So click that subscribe button and stay up to date on what we have going on here at Osmo.com. And make sure you click that notification bell to get alerts whenever these shows do go live. All right, uh, let's just jump right into this first game here. You brought up Kyle Connor, so let's talk about it. Winnipeg with a 3.4 implied gold total going into Buffalo, the Buffalo Sabres have a 2.7 implied goal total. You brought up Kyle Connor. Um, He's going to be out tonight. Um, Him and Nate Schmidt both actually are going to be out of the lineup. Uh, At morning skate today, they had Evgeny Sveshnikov taking Kyle Connor's spot. Now, remember, uh, Winnipeg changed up their lines from what they had been for most of the season, at least the second half of the season, really. Um, So we're looking at Stasny, Shifley, Ehlers as a quote-unquote top line, I guess, now uh, with Sveshnikov. Pierre-Luc Dubois and Blake Wheeler on the second line. Looks like pretty much the same lineup uh, for Buffalo, except for Matias Samuelson. We'll get to the defenseman, but he's out of the lineup here. Uh, had been a guy that we've been punting every once in a while. Um, this is an interesting matchup for this reason, is now that um, Kyle Connor is out, 
I got to assume Buffalo is going to assume that the Shifley line is the top line now. And that's what match matters uh, for matchups here. Um, I had thought that maybe they'd send out Jeff Skinner and, and Tage Thompson against Dubois, Wheeler and Connor, which to me looked like a pretty bad defensive line. And, you know, a lot of their defensive numbers in the second half of the season were very, are very poor. Um, but that's not the case anymore with Evgeny Sveshnikov there. So I got to think that Thompson line goes head to head with Shifley. So what do you make of this game? Yeah, that's interesting because that changes things a little bit. We always rag on Shifley Wheeler as being a bad five on five defensive line, but Wheeler's not there. Stasny and Shifley have pretty stable defensive numbers. Ehlers is a better everything than Blake Wheeler at this than Blake Wheeler at this point. Better than everything except scoring in the empty net. Yeah, yeah, except for scoring on the empty net. Like Blake Wheeler's turned into a glorified end of Sharks Joe Thornton. So like, yeah. That's where I am on Blake Wheeler. So <laughs> I I don't know. I, I came to this slate initially. Like, I think, you know, Buffalo one's going to be one of these sneaky spots tonight. And maybe, you know, there's probably still going to get fairly low ownership. But the matchup has changed a bit. I think it's a bit worse now if Thompson, Tuck, Skinner go out against Shifley, Eel, or Stasny. I think that iteration of that line is probably going to be pretty good both on both ends of the ice. Um. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung. More wow than ever. So what do you do with the Jets here? If you can't really go to the flow chart here because Wheeler's Wheeler's with Dubois. And then, well, I'll just start that line. Like Dubois has had a miserable month of March. Um, so I don't know. I, I can't imagine if Denny Svechnikov, Pierre Locke, Dubois, Blake Wheeler are going to be very good on either end of the ice. They will get, you know, probably Krebs, Cousins, Hinnestroser, or even like the third line in Middlestad, Olsen. Pretty good matchup i just you know i don't know if i really want to stack that line considering like you're going to be paying 11 and a half k on DraftKings for dubois wheeler when you can just go to a different game in a higher total in a lower owned spot and get you know a better match like a better line so we haven't got a ownership run since kyle connor went out but i would imagine that's going to pump some ownership into that shifley Ealer stasny line and i think they're in a really good spot like we talk about skinner thompson tuck being a very good offensive line but their defensive numbers since like the beginning of the season really have fallen off so i'm in on winnipeg one i just want to wait and see out the ownership because if they're coming in like 25 percent, like the sharks top line tonight i'm probably just gonna look elsewhere in my single lineup if you see some of that dubois wheeler ownership go to like edmonton and you know shifley Ealers are coming in at like 15 to 18%. I still think that's fine. Like there's plenty of ways to get different. Like I said, like you can build whatever you want tonight, especially on DraftKings, FanDuel. I know the pricing is a little bit tighter. Uh, So, you know, if you're thinking about playing Winnipeg one on FanDuel, just check in on the ownership. If it's comfortable, play them. You could also power play stack here. I think that's an interesting way to get different, but like, I'm not a huge fan of power play stack. Like, it's a good power, like it's a good power play spot. I just, I don't know. Like, if you want to go like Shifley, Ealers, Dubois has been underwhelming this month, and I don't like playing Blake Wheeler. So, you know, maybe going like Winnipeg one and adding in Morrissey, or even adding in like Blake Wheeler will get assists on a power play if they get power play goals. So I think that's probably like I probably go Shifley, Ealers, Wheeler, Morrissey if you want a power play stack. But in on Winnipeg one ownership pending. I mean, I think they're fine in MME regardless. For me, my one lineup, if they're coming in like way too over on, I'll probably look elsewhere. I'm probably going to be 
out on Buffalo one in my one lineup. I think in MME, if their ownership sticks where it is, I think I would be over the field. I just with this slate, like and the teams I want to play, I just don't know if I could prioritize Buffalo one here. I think they're a fine play now. I like them much more when Connor was in because Connor Dubois, Svechnikov, or whatever. Whatever that iteration of the line was really poor defensively, but now they're probably in a bit tougher five on five matchup. I still think they're fine in MME, but I'm probably going to pass in one to three. Yeah, I do want to talk about that matchup real quick because Stasny Shifley Ehlers do have a like somewhat of a sample together this year. They played about 50 minutes together. Um, you know, 55% of the shot share, over 60% of the scoring chance share. Like you were saying, Stasny and Shifley. Pretty much as long as Blake Wheeler's not there, they're not bad. They're not a bad defensive trio. So um, it, it does make me a little bit more reticent on the Buffalo Sabres. Like we, we talk about it all the time, or at least have on the last couple of weeks worth of shows is there are a lot of teams dropping the ice time of their top players and Buffalo's certainly one of them. Um, you know, basically all their forwards are playing between 13 and 18 minutes. In fact, something I wrote about in the power plays article this morning is like Kyle Poso. I'll just bring him up. We have him in our lineup builder on the fourth line. If you look at lineup sites, he's coming in, coming in on the fourth line. I'm pretty sure he leads them in five-on-five five ice time per game over the last two weeks. Like, he doesn't play fourth-line minutes. That's the way this Buffalo Sabres team kind of structures their, you know, their time on ice every game. So, the, like, my biggest concern with Buffalo, one, two concerns, really. One, that they're going to go into that Shifley line, which is a tougher matchup now. Uh, and two, they're not, they're just not playing as many minutes as they were. In fact, in the last game, Alex Tuck, um, who's been kind of struggling this month, at least production wise, got sent down to the fourth line. So, you know, you might end up stacking that Buffalo top line. And one of those guys is, you know, down playing with Zemgis Gergensen's by the middle of the second period. So it's kind of a problem. Like I really do like Buffalo one, you know, in a nutshell, I don't think it's a bad spot, but uh, once you start, once you start to factor in what the line matching might be with Kyle Connor out now, um, you know, what might happen with Alex talk if, if Winnipeg gets a couple quick goals off the start or something like that. Like, I think there are concerns like I'm 20 maxing tonight, so I will definitely have some Buffalo one, but I think they've gone from what was a core stack for me to kind of like a secondary stack. So I think, you know, I won't be smashing them, but I probably will have somewhere around, you know, 20, 25% Buffalo one or something like that. I'm still going to play them. I'm just not as gung-ho about the spot as I was. What's really working in their favor is the Winnipeg penalty kill. Uh, worst in the league this month by expected goals against. Like, worse than Arizona, worse than Detroit, worse than all of them. Um, last, uh, the goals against is also very poor as well. So, uh, do like Buffalo one here tonight, just not as excited to play them as I was. Like, if you want to go down to those second and third lines, like you said, um, I don't think there's a huge problem really playing any of them. The one that I do kind of like the most as, like, a two-man or a three-man stack is Asplund, Middlestat, Olofsson. Um, slow pace, but they control 59% of the scoring chances when that trio is on the ice. So, like, if you do need a fillery-type stack, I don't mind, like, a two-man of, like, Olofsson, Middlestat, Asplund, Middlestat, something like that. Also don't mind one-offing Kyle Poso. Like the guy's going to play 17 minutes here tonight. He's averaging two and a half shots a game and he's min price on DraftKings. I wouldn't play him on FanDuel. They have him at like 5K FanDuel. It's like, okay. Um, but yeah, certainly on DraftKings, he's fine. On the Winnipeg side, um, there's just not as much that I like here. Like Kyle Connor is a big part of that team. Um, you know, he's their best goal scorer. Uh, there's a reason why he leads, basically leads them in ice time, even though he's a winger. Um, or he has been of late anyway. So uh, like I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm worried that more people are that were on that line are just going to slam in that top line. And all of a sudden Winnipeg one isn't 11%. They're 19% or something like that. You know what I mean? So I, I think uh, like me personally, I have no problem fading Winnipeg here. In fact, uh, our buddy Corsi hockey league in our discord brought up the fact that Buffalo's defense has actually been pretty good this month. Um, you know, uh, near the top 10, uh, by expected goals against that five on five inside the top 10, uh, by the penalty kill. The problem is their goaltending has let them down at times. Um, you can't rely on goaltending to be good or bad every single night. You just got to kind of rely on the team to play well and hope that the goalie, uh, doesn't implode. So honestly, I think I might be out on Winnipeg here in my 20 maxes here tonight. Um, 
I'm going to wait to see what the ownership run does. But if anything, it'd be Stifley, it would be Stasley, Shifley, Ehlers. I got to imagine Shifley um, gets, you know, over 20 minutes here. I'm also worried about which guy's going to, uh, uh, about Stasny ending up on the top power play unit. Yeah. Um, like, I know people are, are assuming sh- that Ehlers is going to get in automatically. But if you look at their uh, power play ice time per game in the second half, they're identical. And they both shoot left. Like, either one of them can easily replace Kyle Connor here. It were like they both they're both on the top line. So if you're top line stacking, you'll get one of them. Um, I just worry about like one offing, you know, Nikolai Ehlers here and then having him, you know, I've watched the Winnipeg Jets for too many years and watched, you know, Nick Ehlers get 40 seconds of power play ice time per game on the second unit to not think that he's going to, you know, to uh, just assume he's going to jump right to the top unit. That's, but, the, that's the thing. If it was if it was Paul Maurice. It would 100% be Paul Stastny. We just don't know yeah. this coach. Yeah, absolutely. That that it's a new coach is the only reason we're even talking about this. <laughs> so that's my one issue with Winnipeg. But again, if you're just stacking the top line, you're going to get the the fourth man from that power play anyway. So it would be top line or bust from Winnipeg. I do like Buffalo one, not as much as I did. I think Buffalo three is kind of fine as a fillery stack if you want to go two out of three there. I also like Ogpozo as a one off. On the blue line, like. Schmidt hadn't really been playing a lot for them anyways. He's only like 17, 18 minutes a night over the last couple of weeks. So it's not going to change a lot for them. I don't think. Uh, but now that Vili Hainola is in the lineup, min price, he's, you know, he's a very good puck moving defenseman. Um, don't mind him. If you need a super punt on the Buffalo side, is it Casey Fitzgerald season again? Um, like we, we played him a couple of times earlier in the season um, he lost ice time, lost his role, but uh, looks to be on the second pair here uh, with Matias Samuelson out. What do you think? Yeah, I, like the Buffalo coach like has that, like he'll play two of Bryson, Fitzgerald, and Samuelson, and they'll rotate the other guy in and out. I think if you have a lean between Jokey Haru, Jacob Bryson, and Casey Fitzgerald, they're all mid-price. I think you play that guy. Uh, Josh Morrissey, if you're correlating. If not, I think Logan Stanley, Brandon Dillon, or even Billy Hainola are fine punts. Yeah, Jacob Bryson is a guy that's interesting because I wonder if he gets more ice time um, now that Samuelson's out. Like, he's not a huge shot blocker, but, um, you know, when you're, when you're punting, you're kind of begging for scraps anyways. Uh, all right, let's move this along. New York Rangers, 3.6 implied gold total. They're going into Detroit. <laughs> the Red Wings have a 2.9 implied gold total. I'm pretty sure that's come up from a, a half goal uh, since this morning, which like by our projections, a half goal in the span of like six hours or seven hours, that's a lot. Um, I think the, there's a number of reasons for this. One, the Rangers are on a road back-to-back um, with Igor Shosturkin having played, having played last night uh, in Pittsburgh, I believe. Um, it should be uh, Alexander Georgiev tonight. And I was actually looking – uh, at their stats, goal save above average is uh, one measurement of seeing how how much a goalie has helped the team above the league average. <laughs> Between Igor and Georgiev on a per 60 minutes basis, it's 1.26 goals. It's, bas- it's basically one and a quarter goals that Shesterkin is saving them above Georgiev. Now that's on the season as a whole. Shesterkin hadn't really been playing as well this month, but um, it is a pretty big downgrade, which is probably why you see Detroit at a 2.9. Um, the Red Wings have stacked their top line, old Detroit one back, Bertuzzi, Larkin, Raymond, all on the top line. So I think there's definitely playable lines on both sides here. What do you think? Yeah, a couple of things. Yorgiev, the more playing time he gets, the better he usually is. He's looked a bit better lately now that Igor isn't playing like 98% of the games. That being said, road back to back. And I just wanted to touch on how ridiculous of a season Chris Kreider's having. In the past 15 seasons, People who have scored 45 goals plus and have 23 of them or more on the power play. There are three people who have done it. Chris Kreider this year. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Steven Stamkos and Alex Ovechkin. That is a ridiculous stat. Like, okay, I'm not a huge fan of the Crowder contract, but whoo, baby, is it paying off this year? He's having a ridiculous year. And we were so wrong about Frank Vetrano being up there in their, what, 40-minute sample now. They're controlling, uh, what, 71% of the shot share despite not having over 45% offensive zone faceoffs. Like, they're just ridiculous right now. That being said, back-to-back on the road, they're getting heavy ownership here going into the Detroit what do you do here? Like, cause they're one of the more expensive spots. If you take out Vetrano, you know what I mean? Like 13, nine for Savannah Jack Ryder, but like they live on the power play. It's what it is. And like, they're like, we always talk about like, Oh yeah. McDavid dry side on the power play. That's one of the best power plays in the league. But like, honestly, the Rangers power play is one of the best in the league. And we just don't really talk about it too much. And like the wings penalty kill isn't great. So like, I think going to like, power play stacking here is an interesting way like i think you know going to badger and Kreider, panarin i think is fine like it's 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 kind of expensive on DraftKings, but like pricing if you fade mcdavid and dry side you can do whatever the hell you want so like i think you could power play stack the rangers here they have a 3.6 total it's not like back to back on the road they're 2.7 you know what i mean 3.6 total they're expecting the score the ownership is a bit high so i think you're going to do anything either you know full stack the top line or just power play stack. I also don't mind like, like you don't really need it tonight. So maybe you don't need the savings, but like a heat Lafreniere two man. If you need to like jam in like every expensive player possible in your lineup, like I don't mind them like going against the, the depth of Detroit is just fine. And Lafreniere has been their one of their best five on five players all this season. So don't mind that on the Detroit side, like despite that Rangers top line being so good, like, I don't know. I, I don't mind the Detroit top line tonight. Even if you don't think it's the best five on five matchup, they're fully core in the power play and the Rangers penalty kills awful. Like they're like, if you've ever watched a Rangers game, they spend so much time shorthanded and you just see the announcers just like going nuts. Cause Igor's making ridiculous save after ridiculous save after ridiculous save on the penalty kill. Yorgiev's a decent goalie, but he ain't no Igor Shesterkin. So I think I'm I'm fine with Detroit one, even if you don't think it's the best five on five. They're coming in at seven, eight percent for a really good power play matchup. And they they have a 2.9 total. It's not nothing. And you start going down the lineup and you're like, where is the other goals come? Like it's coming from the top line. So like I think Detroit one is fine. You want to add in Verona for some more power play, leave off Raymond, add in Verona, get an even lower own combo. I think that's fine as well. Yeah, I, I, it's the line matching I want to bring up first um, because uh, they, they added Oscar Sunkvist um, in that Nick Letty trade. Um, going to send out Suter Sunquist, do you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did when Tampa was in town a few days ago. Now, it's only, that's only been one game. Like, you don't want to base everything off just one game. But, um, you know, Detroit was a team that at times this year was sending out their third line uh, against top competition, particularly earlier in the year, um, that they went back to it now that they got a quote-unquote good defensive guy in Oscar Sunfist wouldn't surprise me. So if you get Ernie Suter Sunkfist out against that Rangers top line, now all of a sudden that Detroit top line which, gen- which is generating 38 scoring chances per 60 minutes in their last 100 minutes together. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting them out there against that Rangers second line. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting them out there against that Rangers third line. And, like, I think Andrew Kopp is a pretty good player. In fact, I'm, like, pound for pound, I think he might be better than Ryan Strom. No, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, he's only been that center for one game. 
um, might take some time to gel. And it's not as if Panarin and Hunt are, you know, great defensive players on their own. Like, and Cop, like, I think Cop kind of gets misjudged. I think he's a better offensive player than he actually is a defensive player. So, um, like, if Detroit's going to get second and third line matchups here tonight, and like you said, perfectly correlated on the power play uh, with the Rangers having such a bad penalty kill, I really do like Detroit one here tonight. Uh, they're one of their, it was basically between them or Buffalo one that I was going to have as one of the core stacks. And now that Buffalo might be getting a tougher matchup. I think I'm just going to go to Detroit one here. Uh, they're coming in with very reasonable ownership. We have them six to 8% uh, in our lineup builder. We have them projected for over 30 points on DraftKings. Like we actually have them projected for more than the Leon dry line, which kind of should put it into perspective. Um, what this Detroit line can do in this matchup. And, you know, without Shesterkin in net, like, I can't think, if you're not going to play Detroit one here, like, when are you going to play them? Like, get, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Um, so I really do like Detroit one here. On the flip side, like, I I had wrote up Panarin and Kopp. Um, I think this is a pretty good power play matchup for the Rangers as well, because the Detroit penalty kill is pretty bad. Um but if they're going to send out Ernie Suter and Sunkvist, I can't imagine that's going to be a very good defensive line. Um, I don't mind Rangers one here tonight, but they're coming in with a little bit too much ownership for my liking. That's kind of the only issue here. They might come in around 15% and like, you know, 15% on the road. It's not really that bad for a six gamer, especially when you consider the matchup. But um, I think I'd, you know, for the Rangers, it would be power play stack or nothing for me. Like, I think that's the way that you can really take advantage of Detroit here is take advantage of their bad penalty kills. So like, if you want to do like a Kreider, Panarin, Kopp, uh, Zibanejad, uh, Kreider, Panarin, whatever you want to do, I think it would be power play stacking the Rangers. So maybe power play stacking the Rangers, but you know, road back to back, they're playing four and six, you know, um, it was a real tough game last night against Pittsburgh. Good spot to fade. Yeah. I, I, I think this might be a spot where I'm going to come in probably under the field. Uh, on Rangers power play so Rangers power play Detroit one I don't think I'm going to any of the depth Detroit lines here <laughs> like um, Joe Valeno and Sam Gagne have a real bad sample uh, together and I don't think Jakob Vrana is good enough defensively uh, to really hold them all together so yeah I'm out on the Detroit depth so it'll be New York Rangers power play Detroit one on the blue line um, with both penalty kills being pretty bad i think this is a fine spot where if you want a one-off more Cedar or Adam Fox, I think this is a spot where you can do it. Like, you know, maybe one of the goalies has a really good night, only ends up like a three, one game. They get a goal and assist. Like those things happen. We saw, I mean, Tampa one kind of completely went, you know, had a pretty good game last night, but we saw Victor Hedman have a pretty good game uh, besides them as well. So, you know, it can happen. Don't mind one off and super expensive guys here. Uh, Jordan Osterley, he's been playing like 22, 23 minutes. Uh, you know, a guy getting that ice time for a really low price. Don't mind him either. What do you think? Yeah. The, you know, like I think both power play quarterbacks are good here. I also think power play quarterbacks pair line mates are fine. Like Ryan Lindgren's fine upon a 2,700. Jordan Orsteley is fine upon a 2,600. You want to take another stab on Keandre Miller. I think that's fine. Like Jacob Trouber's kind of in a little too expensive land for the, the amount of minutes he's getting now, like his minutes have dropped. So I'd probably just go power play quarterback or their cheap pair or like who the defenseman pair. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> we got, we got what we picked up what you were putting down there, but yeah. don't worry. Um, if anybody uh, here likes to uh, sports bet a little bit, uh, certainly we do. Uh, Oddshopper.com is a free service offered here by Osmo uh, where you can shop uh, NHL bets, NBA bets, college basketball bets, and you can shop your props as well. So, um, even if you're playing uh, NHL and you're not betting, it's a good spot to kind of check uh, to see what our projections think, uh, you know, what Vegas thinks and compare the two. Uh, and if you are betting, it's a good spot to go and shop for the best price you can get to maximize your profits. So just for example, we're going to talk about the Arizona Coyotes a little bit later. We are? Uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Um, Clayton Keller, uh, we have him projected for 3.2 shots on goal. Um, at bet MGM, it's over two and a half at minus 105. So near even money, um, you know, that seems like a, a fairly good bet to make. And it also kind of indicates to us, you know, the offensive upside that Arizona might have here tonight. So, you know, you can go through a bunch of players like that, Leon Dreisaitl, 
Um, going the other way, uh, we have him as an unders bet. So head on over to oddshopper.com. Even if you don't sports bet, um, it's not a bad way to kind of check his, uh, projections against Vegas uh, per player. Uh, you know, if you want to use a one-off or see how, or how, you know, a guy might fare on the line or things like that, head on over to oddshopper.com and check out what we have for our NHL bets. All right, let's get to uh, that Edmonton game I just alluded to. Los Angeles Kings, 2.8 implied goal total. They're going into Edmonton. The Edmonton Oilers have a 3.7 implied goal total. Now, the Kings did skate this morning. I didn't see an update from any of their beat writers. And that's important because in their last game, um, they switched up their centers and put Phil Deneau on the top line with I follow and Kempe and moved Anze Kopitar down to the second line with Victor Arvidsson and Trevor Moore. Now, in a nutshell, it's not that huge of a deal because Deneau and Kopitar both play the power play together. Um, so, you know, if you, we do guess wrong on what the lines are going to be, you're still going to get a power play stack out of it. Um, but I do think it changes how we might approach, uh, the line combinations here, because, you know, you and I have talked about that Los Angeles top line had really been struggling of late, particularly offensively, which I think is why, um, you saw them get broken up. Uh, but they have been struggling a little bit defensively as well. And I kind of like that matchup for Edmonton. Uh, but again, um, you know, if they switch things around, the line combinations with Kopitar and Arvidsson, they've been pretty good together. Deneau has played a lot, actually, with I follow and Kempe this year, and they've been pretty good together. So it, it depending what the lines look like, it kind of changes how I look at this game. So how are you looking at this game, Josh? Yeah, I'm going to – I don't know what to assume, but I'm just going to assume it's going to be IFL, Kopitar, Kempe, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But, like – yeah, they broke them up because they got they're getting their brains beat in by the. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cracking. So, like, could have been, you know, the coach reacting to that a little bit. We'll have to wait and see. Like, the beats are still snoozing out in Edmonton right now. So, I don't know. If their old lines are together, I do like LA2 here at 4%. Like, there isn't a line on Edmonton that worries me defensively. Like they're just not great defensively. So it is a good power play spot, but you know, it's a really good five on five spot for, Janelle Arvison Moore. So like Arvison, it doesn't really matter who his center is. Like he has good numbers with everybody. It just is what it is with him. And he's, quote unquote overpriced. So like his ownership's gonna be pretty depressed. So I, I think as long as like it, it doesn't really matter who his center is, if it is Kopitar, if it is Deneau, I think I'm fine stacking the more Arvidsson, whoever the center is line. Um now from a Edmonton perspective, it does kind of change a little bit. Like if it is Deneau on that top line, like that's a way worse matchup for McDavid. Like Den- like it, it, it can't be understated how good of a two-way center Philip Deneau is. Like Montreal knew it, and they still let him walk. <laughs> I know. Sorry, sorry, know. sorry. <laughs> so like, I don't know. Like that top line. Like, regardless of w- who's the center, forget the five-on-five matchup. The Kings' penalty kill one of the worst in the league. So I think this is a really good power play matchup. Now. The one guy that's really sticking out for me on the top power play per our per our ownership projection is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He's coming in 
at 2% right now, and he's on that top power play. His line mates are Derek Broussard and Josh Archibald, so, like, you don't need to stack that line. But if you're going to power play stack, I think including him is a very nice way to get different. Like, I know I hate leaving McDavid off, but if you want to do something like Hyman Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, I think that's fine. Like, if you just want to go rogue and go three center, I think that's going to put you on a wildly different build going, you know, like McDavid, Hyman, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins. So, yeah, I think that is a a weird way to get different with a 3C power play stack. Like, you don't have to go that rogue, but it's something I may consider. If I had a stack of line, it would probably still be that top line, regardless of who the top line center is for the Kings. Just because, like, McDavid and Pugliarvi have excellent numbers together, and you don't really want to be like, no, nah, I don't want to play McDavid because it's not a good 5-on-5. Five five. Like, McDavid has no bad 5-on-5 five five matchups. And I think, you know, also going just full stacking that top line if you don't want a power play stack is also fine because you look at Pugliarvi and McDavid, like, McDavid's best numbers on the season are with Pugliarvi on his wing. So I think full stacking Edmonton 1 is also in play. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to go too long here. I just noticed um, our favorite, like assuming Deneau was on the second line, like that's kind of what I'm going to assume here. Um, assuming he's on the second line, that uh, they're coming in with very good leverage by our top stacks tool, uh, 8% top stack against 4% ownership. Um, and they are getting expensive. Now, the thing here is Edmonton has put Kyler Yamamoto and Leon Dreisaitl together. Now, Zach Hyman is on the wing with them, but Dreisaitl and Yamamoto, like, forever have been terrible defensively together. Like, I don't know why. Like, Yam- Yamo was actually playing pretty well uh, on the top line. I don't know why they mixed this up. But Dry and Yamamoto, um, their defensive numbers – three expected goals against per 60 minutes, only controlling about 45% of the expected goals. Like, um, believe it or not, it's the goaltending that has saved them from from having really bad um, goals against numbers. So I do like Los Angeles too. The problem is, is that we just don't know if the nose there. And obviously, um, you know, you can switch out because there are still more games to come after that one starts. So if you need to switch out that line, um, there are some others you can get to like, um the san jose top line is the exact same price as los angeles too so like in a pinch you can just switch over to san jose one um but i do like los angeles two a lot here on the edmonton side um i think i would full stack the top line um i know that they're not correlated uh on the power play together but i think you can just um you know add in like uh like you said add in ryan nugent hopkins i think is the perfect thing to do here uh go like mcdavid kane uh, Nugent Hopkins with a double center. I think that's kind of the way I would approach this. So top line, and I would definitely consider throwing in Ryan Nugent Hopkins as well. On the blue line, uh, Edmonton's been spreading out their defensive ice time. Over the last two weeks, all their defensemen are playing under 21 minutes a night, and it's really, really frustrating um, because obviously uh, guys like Nurse and Bouchard should be getting more, but you know, they're winning games. They're playing well. Everybody's being priced up. I don't see a lot that I'd necessarily want to go to unless I'm correlating on the power play. Um, you know, Cody, can't believe I'm saying it again, but I guess Cody CC at 3K, I think is fine. Uh, on the on the Kings side, you know, somebody like Ole Mata hoping for shot blocks or whatever, but I don't think this is a game where unless I'm correlating, I'm going for a defenseman. Yeah, and just a quick note, like with – the second power play unit, like they actually last game, they took McDavid and Drysaddle off the ice for that second power play unit. So just be aware of that. Like if you think like you want to stack like McDavid, Kane, and then Co- uh, Duncan Keith, you're like yeah, McDavid put like he didn't. It was weird, and I was confused. But anyway, yeah, I think CC is fine at three K. On the King side, I, I like Sean Dersey and I like Jordan Spence. Um, you want a min price punt? Olimata is fine. Yeah, it is real weird that they took him off on the power play. Uh, maybe it was because it was Arizona and they don't really want to run them, but I can't imagine that would be it either. Maybe it is a change up uh, in a little bit of strategy that they have going on. All right, St. Louis 2.9 implied gold total going into Vancouver. The Canucks have a 3.1 implied gold total. Not seeing any significant news on either side here. Um, I, 
I was talking in our Discord. I was kind of su- surprised to see Vancouver as the favorite here. I thought St. Louis might be a slight favorite. Like the St. Louis top six, both their top, both their top two lines are over 60% of the expected goal share in the month of March. That top six is playing exceptionally well so far. So um, I don't know. We're seeing very low ownership on St. Louis, but it's, again, those ice time concerns that we talked about a lot. What do you think? Yeah, I was kind of confused as well. It's like, why, why is the Vancouver favorite over a playoff team? But like, I don't know. Maybe Vegas knows something we don't. Well, maybe we'll find out. Hopefully we won't get some late breaking news. But um, I don't know. Yeah, there is minute concerns on the Blues, but ownership is fine. And I think I'll just go to the – I think either of the top six is fine here. O'Reilly Perron have been on a heater. You want to add in Saad, who's been playing like 16, 17 minutes? I, I think that's fine as well. Like cost prohibitive into those minutes, I think the top line makes more sense. But if you want to go to that second line, Kuchnevich, Thomas Tarasenko, that's been their best line all season. There isn't a line on Vancouver that's going to worry me defensively. Like, yeah, the Pearson, Miller, Garland numbers have been okay, like good for Canuck standards. Horvat, Peterson, Besser, good for Canuck standards, but like not like something like, oh man, I can't play this line because they're just going to go out there and shut them down. So, like, I'm kind of confused on this ownership because the, the total is almost three they're getting no ownership maybe it's just a minutes concern thing but i'm in on both of the st louis lines here um whichever one you want to use you want to use like if you need a little bit more salary i think you can either go like o'reilly perron or you could go like you could go thomas buchnevich and leave off tarasenko i know that wasn't the play last time but like that second power play unit has been the better one this season so you could do like a Thomas Buchnevich, Justin Falk and move on. But like, I think full stacking is fine here either too, because there's no ownership on the, on the, blah, 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 the Canucks side. Gets the O'Reilly Perron matchup. I'm fading. And both of these top two lines are coming in in double digit ownership, which is crazy to me. So like, I'm probably out on the Miller line. Cause I would assume they're going to get the, the, Ryan O'Reilly matchup. The Pedersen Horvat Besser fully correlated line, they're all coming in over 10%. Like the Thomas Buchnevich Tarasenko line is pretty good defensively. They've been a little bit of high events. So if anything, I'd go to that second line for Vancouver, but I don't know if I want to get a double digit Vancouver line on a six game slate. It just just feels like I'd like. My brain is just like, why would I play 10% Vancouver when I could play 1% St. Louis too? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat here. Like, I think part of it is the ice time that we have brought up a lot. Like, the top guys, the power play guys from Vancouver are going to play 18, 19, 20. You know, even JT Miller is often at 21, 22 minutes a game. Um, I think that's a big reason why. Like, their third and fourth lines are going to play, like, 8 to 12 minutes. You know what I mean? Um so, like, I think that's part of the reason why you're seeing that ownership is because where the ice time is concentrated. But again, like you brought up um, the matchups, like this is both lines are tough matchups for Vancouver and the Vancouver second line hasn't been that great. 53% of the scoring chances, like, you know, that's okay. Um, St. Louis second line, meanwhile, uh, since the start of February, that 62% of the scoring chances um, generating, you know, roughly uh, 20% more uh for their team per game. So I'm with you. I kind of like going to um, either of the St. Louis lines here. I don't have a problem with either of them because they're both kind of in different price ranges. So uh, I guess it's whatever would best fit um, your your particular build. But I do like the St. Louis two matchup a little bit better here tonight. But again, I think both are perfectly acceptable to use here. The Vancouver penalty kill has gotten better, but it's still not like elite or anything. It's basically in the middle of the league. Um, so no issues there, you know, the St. Louis penalty kill, like we talk about how Vancouver is very reliant on the power play. St. Louis has a top 10 penalty kill in the league. Like it's a very big problem here. So, um, you know, at that ownership, I, I I think it's fine to just not play Vancouver here tonight. Um, I I just, like you said, I just find their ownership, um, a little bit too high, uh, for what, um, you know, for, for this particular matchup. Um, 
if you want to play that, you know, that Vancouver top line, uh, the Arizona top line is a little bit cheaper. Um, you know, you can even go to, you know, pay up a little bit, go to uh, Los Angeles one, or just go down to Rangers two that I talked about in the power plays article. Like, I just don't really like this, this spot. I don't really particularly like the ownership either for Vancouver here. So not super high on the Canucks. If anything, it would be the second line. It would be the Horvat Besser Pedersen line because with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There are times when Thomas and Tarasenko do look a little bit lost in the defensive end, but Buchnevich there is what really helps. So, um, yeah, St. Louis 2 mostly, maybe some St. Louis 1. I'm probably out on Vancouver, but maybe Vancouver too, if you want to get there. Um, on the blue line, both teams are basically just playing three defensemen. Um, Ekman Larson, Myers, and Hughes on the Vancouver side. Uh, Letty, Pareko, and Falk on the on the St. Louis side. Um, and I see Matt Niehaus sending a $5 super chat. Thank you very much uh, for that, Niehaus. We appreciate it. it. says, do you recommend playing Nick Letty with St. Louis tax for St. Louis stacks for PP exposure. I rarely play Nick Letty, uh, regardless of what his role is. Um, even like I would, I wasn't even playing him on the power play when he's with the Islanders. Like I just wasn't, I think he's perfectly fine to leave off here tonight. If you need the savings, throw, drop a lower, you know, the average cost of the line by all means, go ahead and play him, but he's not a guy that'll project. Well, um, he's probably not a guy that'll blow up a slate. Of course, now that I say that he's probably going to blow up the slate tonight. What do you think, Josh? This is what happens, Larry. That's all that's going through my head right now. Big Lebowski. But, like, would you play Chris Weidman in a Montreal Canadiens power play stack there, Haas? Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. That's kind of what's, you know, if you need the savings, play him. But, like, I'd much rather go to the power play two stack and use Justin Falk, who is in my top three most annoying DFS players of all time. And I'd still rather play Justin Falk than Nick Letty. Yeah, that's 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 how much that's how strongly Josh feels against Nick Letty here tonight. Uh, we talked about Yahoo a little bit earlier, and we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo, sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you play your first paid contest. and We will reach out via email with your coupon. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. Um, and before we go too much further, if the chat could, please throw us a thumbs up. Uh, those likes help us and click the subscribe button if you haven't already. Uh, those subscriptions help even more. Uh, and make sure to click uh, the notification bell to get alerts whenever this show and the others do go live. San Jose, 3.3 implied goal total. They're going into Arizona. The Yotes have a 2.7 implied goal total. Um, Logan Couture back. Looks like he's going to be on the second line with our buddy Rudolph Balsers and Noah Gregor. Um, on the Arizona side, uh, Lawson, Lawson Kraus uh, looks like he has a broken hand and he's out. Um, now, they moved Travis Boyd down uh, to his line, the Arizona second line, in the last game and moved Nick Ritchie up to the top line. Now, while I'd like to say that that won't stick with Kraus out of the lineup um, for the rest of the season, it's something I could see them starting with uh, here in this game. But again, you never, ever, ever get Arizona news, so you won't know what they look like until warm-ups. What do you think here, Josh? Yeah, instead of sending super chats, super chats, Haas, save that money. We'll buy a drone. We'll put it into the Arizona stadium, whatever it is. They're 38-seat. They're clown house 
and we'll get Arizona Lions. But like, okay, it doesn't really matter who's like on the Arizona side. I think it'll be uh, Keller Schmaltz and Ghosts, and call it a day. Like, San Jose Sharks penalty kill is good, but like they lost their best penalty killer in Middleton. There's, I, I don't understand. Like, I, I feel like their penalty kill is going to drop a little bit without him. I think, you know, Keller Schmaltz is good. Five, like, Hurdle Meyer, their, their defensive numbers have fallen off. Like, they've been good on the power play. So, like, I think going to Keller Schmaltz is fine. Adding Ghost is fine. On the Shark side, like, this ownership is just insane. And it's, it's, it's like, it, I don't know. Like, they've been clicking on the power play, too. Like, Hurdle Meyer Burns, they've just been going nuts recently. So, like, I don't know. I think if you want to go with the Sharks here, you do a power play stack, leave off Barabanov and add in Tour or something. Or go like Hurdle Meyer, Burns, and Carlson. Just find a way to get a little bit different in that ownership. Like, I don't want to play 25% Sharks tonight. Like, I don't care that it's the Arizona Coyotes. Like, the Sharks are a bad team, too. Like, I want to play the Sharks. I just don't want to play 25% Sharks. So, I think if you're going to use Hurdle and Meyer tonight, I think you add in Couture, you add in Carlson, you add in Burns, you find ways to get different, and you go about your day. So it's like it's probably both top lines for me and some and some Couture. Yeah, um, like I will say, I genuinely do like San Jose one. I was kind of ragging on them because they weren't really playing well coming out of the All Star break, but Hurdle and Meyer have really kind of turned around since Barabanov jumped back up on that line. Like they're really good earlier in the season. Their last you know, 50-ish minutes. Um, they're at about 40 scoring chances generated per 60, controlling 55% of the scoring chances. That's more like what we expect from them. And you talk about how they have been shredding it on the power play and the Arizona penalty kill, like better, still not still not very good. Um, so yeah, I, I really, like I do like San Jose one here tonight. I, I agree with you. I, you have to do something a little bit different. Like you said, um, I think it would be adding in, um, one of the defensemen, um, Carlson or Burns. I wrote up Eric Carlson for the power plays article, but I think both are fine. Um, it'd be adding one of the defensemen that I would do here because it is going to be a very, very chalky line. But again, it's a very, very good matchup. And as somebody just posted in our Discord, it's four games and six nights for for uh, Carl Vimelka for Arizona, uh, including a back-to-back in there. And it was across three time zones. So, you know, I, you got to wonder, when does this guy uh, start falling apart? Is it tonight? We'll see. But I really do like San Jose one. You know, if you want to throw in uh, some San Jose two, um, I don't think it's really a great option. But the Arizona depth has really been depleted. Um, they're not very good uh, to begin with. So you want to get to San Jose two? I'm not going to say no, but it's San Jose one or bust for me. I'm not in on Arizona on this game. Like, like if you want to play Carolyn Schmaltz, go ahead. They're shooting 24% in their last 125 minutes together. That's why they're producing so well. 24%. <laughs> one out of four shots are going in. Like, <laughs> like half that. Half that would be an exceptionally high shooting percentage. 24% is just patently absurd. So uh, that's it's got to crash eventually. I'm going to get off the train. Um, the ownership is fine, but again, we don't really know what the lineups are going to be. We won't know until warmups. So San Jose won or bust for me on the blue line. I mean, Anton Strahlman don't really like him, but he's playing 23 minutes a night and it is a bad team. He could see some shot blocks here, but, um, I think this is a case where I'm core again, where I'm correlating with Burns or Carlson, or, you know, if you want to with Gostas Bear on the Arizona side or probably nothing. Yeah. I'm just correlating in this game or, you know, moving on. All right, let's move on then. Here at Osmo, we have the Osmo Hall of Fame where we like to celebrate subscriber success. To do that, uh, if you want to get in the Osmo Hall of Fame, uh, this is how you do that. You download the Osmo avatar from osmo.com slash avatar. You place in the top three of a contest with at least uh, 5,000 contestants, and then you tweet those wins to the Osmo Hoff account. Uh, you'll see Dave the Remmer pop up on your screen. Uh, he's running hot with his parlays, it looks like. Uh, hit a couple big ones. Good job from him. He says over 5K profit. Uh, thanks to the betting show. Uh, Jessica Rutland crushed in NASCAR, taking down 20K first place solo. Uh, congrats uh, to the NASCAR players. There, have, there were a lot of them that did well. 
Um, NBA pick and roll third place over the weekend for uh, Josh Costigan. Congrats. Uh, second place for Short Gamer TV uh, in NASCAR for in the 100 to first, 40, 35K to second. So congrats there. Uh, Tyler Matisse, uh, second in PGA over the weekend uh, for 80K. A really nice hit there. Uh, news God, our own News God here, hit a, an NHL parlay. Congrats to him. Uh, and finally, you'll see the Drunken Master doing well, both uh, on DraftKings and or especially on FanDuel here, uh, taking in about 10 grand uh, playing NBA. So NBA and NASCAR have really been crushing it. Just remember, uh, send your wins into the Osmo Hoff account. And if you meet all the criteria, you can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Coming up after us, Locks Before Lock at 415 Eastern. That's our NBA betting prop show with Ben and Saboka. After that, the NBA double dose of deeper dive and live before lock, and then PGA live before lock at 8 p.m. tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, that is. Uh, final game, Vegas, 3.4 implied gold total going into Seattle. Seattle Kraken have a 2.6 implied gold total. Um, this is a weird game because basically none of the Seattle lines have a sample together. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, not really sure how well they're going to play, but they have been playing a little bit better defensively over the last month or so um seattle kraken have basically the same expected goals against rate as vegas does over the last month so not a terrible defensive team it's basically just been their goaltending that has let them down but the goaltending even dridger chris dridger has been better of late so uh i see that vegas uh expected to have exceptionally high ownership here tonight because they're very very cheap and they have a big total so what do you think josh here's the thing with vegas ownership and i agree it's going to be high but I think if you full stack Vegas one, you'll be on a unique path because they're, they're a double center line and you can't do Edmonton power play with Vegas one for that reason. So I think a lot of people are going to leave Stevenson off and do like McDavid Dreisaitl with like Eichel Dadinoff and someone, you know what I mean? So I think you just, if you like Vegas, you full stack here, you know what I mean? Because you can't get McDavid and Dreisaitl in with Vegas one. Now that might also lead into like a whole bunch of McDavid one-offs, but I, we don't have enough time for that, for me to turn red for that. So like, I think Vegas one full stack, it would be the way I would attack Vegas here. You want to go to that Vegas, Vegas second line. Yeah. Like I think, you know, Carlson, Marsh, so those two are fine. You want to leave Michael Amadio, Amad, Amadio, whatever off. That's fine. I'm in on Vegas one. I think you full stack there. Um, on the Seattle side, like these lines are just quite a scene. And the ice time is quite a scene too. Like they all get like pretty much the same minutes, which is a problem. So like the thing is like the most expensive person on Seattle is Jared McCann at 4,700. So like price is an issue. I think I would just go to that top line of Donato, Wenberg, Eberle. They got a couple guys on the power play. And just call that you want a one-off Yanni Gord. I think that's fine. But like Victor Rask is his line mate. Like I didn't even know he was in Seattle until like three days ago. So I don't know. Seattle's an interesting one. If you like a line, stack them. If you don't, but I think at least on DraftKings from a Vegas one standpoint, I think you full stack or you don't stack. Yeah, I will just say I'm out on Seattle. Um, like if you want to go, like I I think I might have some one-offs of like Jordan Everly or Ryan Donato or Yanni Gord or something like that. But we saw the problem in their last game. They scored six goals. They had 11 forwards get one point and zero forwards get two points. You brought up their ice time. Every single forward is basically playing 13 to 18 minutes a game. In fact, Jordan, Jaden Schwartz leads them in ice time per game this month, and he's not in the lineup. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So um, it's just one offing forwards on the Seattle side. On the, on the Vegas side, I actually think like a penalty or like – if you're worried about ownership, I think a power play stack is a, definitely a way you can go here. Um, you know, add in Jonathan Marshall. So with your Vegas one, add in Shea Theodore with your Vegas one or something like that. Um, the Seattle penalty kill has been very bad. Um, not that Vegas has been good, but the Seattle power play is also terrible. So um, might be some sort of Vegas power play stack that I like best here. Uh, kind of like I did with the Rangers. Um, I think power play stacking would be the way to go for me. Um, all right, Josh, we got to get out of here. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with another show. Don't forget, Locks Before Law coming up at 4.15 Eastern. I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks 
and your goalies. My hat trick pick for tonight is one Tyler Bertuzzi. And my goalies, I can't believe this name is coming out of my mouth. Um, but assuming that he starts, he's confirmed Miko Koskinen. Um, I also like Billy Huso from St. Louis. And if you want to get a little bit different for a cheap goalie, Craig Anderson, who you got? Yeah, the three I wrote down are Billy Huso, James Reimer, and Craig Anderson with the question mark. Um, you know, it's 2022. And my hat trick pick, how spicy should we get? I wrote down two. I'll go a little bit more conservative. I'll go Phil Deneau. That's still spicy. Yeah, that's, that's still, still spicy. I, like, I don't think he has a hat trick in his career. Yeah. So, uh, 120 goal season. Let's hope he does it here tonight. Phil Deneau, Tyler Bertuzzi are your hat trick picks. We are out of here. We will be back in 23 hours with another show. But until then, for producer Mike, for a single entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris, and our good buddy, the GOAT Avery, I'm Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We all love the low country lifestyle, which is why we should do our best to protect it. To get insurance that helps you protect your home from whatever the low country throws at you, contact C.T. Lowndes & Company today. Their local agents can review your coverage to help make sure you're properly protected. C.T. Lowndes & Company has been helping protect and insuring the low country since 1850. Visit ctlowndes.com to learn more and request a quote. That's ctlowndes.com.